You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Maybelline New York. Get ready to bring the heat with Maybelline's newest lip plumping gloss, Lifter Plump. Fair warning though, it's hot. Like, literally. It's formulated with chili peppers to bring a heated sensation and an instant plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Hot Honey, and more. Buy Lifter Plump now on Amazon and use the code 10PLUMP to get 10% off for a limited time. Tap the banner to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Cold open question of the week. Dan St. Germain. Oh, boy. What would be weirder? Orange Cassidy with Darby Allen's tattoos or Darby Allen with no tattoos? Darby Allen with no tattoos. Isn't that weird, though? I think Orange Cassidy with tattoos would just be bonkers. I feel like no tattoos, Darby would just be a Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> well, with a great move set. I've been to enough AA meetings. There's plenty of guys that look like Orange Cassidy who have a ton of tattoos, so that wouldn't faze me at all. You don't think it messes up? Does it mess up the Orange Cassidy character for him to be? Like, if, if he, separate question, if he just showed up for work tomorrow with, like, a, just like a, a Randy Orton sleeve on one arm, do you think he, that would mess up his gimmick? Uh, I don't think it would be good for his gimmick, no, but uh, you're giving me, like, a Solon Charybdis type of <laughs> Okay, uh, I guess that's it. Let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to and you are listening to the you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Kaz is on his way into the studio right now, but Dan St. Germain is already here. The king of sad style. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm, pre- I'm pretty happy today because my uh, comedy special tapes live. Brooklyn Comedy Club, Old Man Hustle. Old Man Hustle, Brooklyn Comedy Club. That's B-K-L-Y-N at 8 and 10 p.m. Uh, Adrian I. Pellucci and Scott Chaplin, co-host of Wrestle Rose, the wrestling podcast I have uh, when I'm not on this. So I'm good. I'm good. No sad style. Uh, you got all your got everything worked out, all the material set? No, I, I I plan on wigging it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I have my. I'm not an improv guy. I've been. I mean, I'll probably you know riff a little, but yeah, I'm I'm not an improv guy. I've been working on this for. I mean, this is the first like full length special I've done in ten years since I did one on Comedy Central. So, um, you know, there's some stuff from my last album in it, but not a lot. And yeah, man, I'm 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 proud of it. So, so is, would you consider this a CM Punk style return to this comedy special world? Yeah, because I plan on, you know, blowing my uh, knee out <laughs> in the first <laughs> 10 minutes and then announcing another special in nine months from now. Oh, my God. There's always clips online of, like, comics, like, falling off stage, you know, just, like, doing a little walk around and there's, oh, there's a hole or that's the edge or whatever. If you, like, actually blew your knee out, you would keep going, I assume, right? You'd say, like, somebody bring me a damn chair. If I tore my quad. Yeah, if you do the vents in the corner. Yeah, I would, I guess. It's just that, you know, I don't know, man, with sit down comedians, besides like Patrice, I'm not really a big sit down comedian fan. Like, you know, um, 
but maybe I would, maybe I would, maybe I would with like a broken leg and that'll give it a gimmick, like the broken leg <laughs> special. More people would watch. I it would, then. I could never, or I could never do what you do in general, maybe, but I would maybe, never. But, maybe that's David. Maybe that's the way we have you come in as the midnight rider. Yes. And hit me in the back, like Nancy Kerrigan style with a pipe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I keep going and, uh, you know, like it's, it's like Austin at 13, you know, I should quit, but, uh, and that's what that, or all the hype comes from. That's where all the hype comes from. Yeah. When I was in college, this is to, I, we, my roommate and I realized that just, like we, we could hit each other over the head with cookie sheets and it was like the greatest wrestling thing ever. Cause it oh, didn't hurt at all, it, but it's just oh, so yeah. loud. And as it we figured funny, it out, like it's, they still my, use it. Yeah, it is. I know. But what my, my, we, we were like, it just figured it out. And so like I, and we got new neighbors on the same day. It was like these three young women. And I walked over to say hi. And my roommate just ran in at full speed and hit me over the head with the cookie sheet. And uh, that was how we met them. They never really uh, liked yeah, us. Did, did you guys talk anymore after that or was it over? No, uh, I don't think we were going to talk anyway. You know, I mean, <laughs> what, what are you going to do? Uh, anyway, yeah. let's talk about pro wrestling. So anyway, speaking of CM Punk. He's back. He's officially back. We've been talking about his return on this show for the better part of our entire lives. And now, according to Tony Khan's very special announcement, the first episode of Collision will feature CM Punk. The crowd was mixed. The reaction was mixed, which I think is pretty indicative of where we are with this whole CM Punk thing now. I think we're just exhausted by it. What what is your overall emotional state when it comes to CM Punk's return to AEW. Well, if if they do Punk and FTR versus the Elite, it'll be super hot, but they're not going to do that. So it's going to be kind of weird. And, you know, it's going to be like watching. I don't know if you've ever worked with two people who break up during the job and then <laughs> they keep doing the job. But I feel like that that's going to be the vibe for a little bit. I mean, the only shot they have, and I know England was a huge success, um, but a lot of that, you know, was based on the like, I think England sales are fantastic, but I really think it's that's based on the first, you know, two or three great years of booking that this promotion had. And, you know, they're they're kind of lit because all the new shows in, in America are really struggling right now. So I, I think you need to I think you need to just pull the trigger and do what's best for business. I don't understand why a leader calling the shots on this like punk is still a bigger star and. I think that they should have, and like from all accounts of this fight, like, and I've actually talked to people who were there, you know, and you probably have too. You talked um, to Larry? What kind I of? I talked to Larry. I, I brought in my pet psychic and he's still traumatized, <laughs> but um, I think it was a lot more, there was a lot to, there was a lot of blame on each side and this should not be a thing that these guys are holding on to. They should go make money because Right now, uh, that company needs to make money and it needs to, you know, it's coming back from a pay-per-view. The wrestling was was decent, but, you know, the, the nothing really happened storyline-wise to excite anybody. I, I think that they need to do, but instead they're doing this callous Omega storyline. They're probably going to do like Punk and Joe or Punk and whoever. And uh, I think that they're, you know, it's going to be like when... Um, Edge feuded with Kane when everybody wanted it to be Matt Hardy. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what this feels like right now with, with CM Punk and the elite. What is the chant going to be? Like bring, like bring back Matt. We want Matt. Like that was the whole thing during the, you know, and during that period with edge, what is like, I, mean, I think that what's in a, what, punk likes being a heel. So I think that he listened to last night and was like, Oh cool. I can be a heel when I come back. There's yeah. enough people that don't like me, but there was a lot of people that liked him in that crowd. And I think that once he turns heel, it's going to be a problem because he's eventually just going to turn babyface. As good as a heel punk is, he he is he's not like he's not Dom Mysterio. People will start liking him the more outrageous stuff he says. He 100 percent should play heel. That's the only way to get back to babyface. I I, yeah. I mean, not knowing the dude at all, I, I hope he has it in him. You know, I mean, because part of playing heel is really embracing everything that you, I mean, everything that happened, right? And the, the, the idea that people might have a negative opinion of you. And that seems, judging only by his like Instagram feed, that seems like it might be a difficult leap for him. But well, we'll see. We'll see. Kaz, Kaz, you're here. Hey, buddies. Sorry. Uh, New York traffic is a bitch sometimes. Oh, uh, what's up, worst. Dan? What's up, guys? What's up, Kaz? <laughs> How's it going, man? 
Doing all right. Doing all right. I hear we're talking about our favorite friend, Phil. Well, listen, <laughs> Phil, Tony made it official last night. CM Punk's it officially official. going to be back. Um, I, mm-hmm. I Can I just ask about the logistics of this? And I'm not going to uh, harp too much on the actual announcement because Tony Khan has an announcement is, you know, they they might as well just be putting out tweets every week. It's a say, now. I know. Yeah. I mean, they should just tweet every week like we're going to have f- several commercial breaks and put it in giant right. type because it's like <laughs> we know this is going to fucking Tony. That the issue because I think he just thinks like, oh, we can't have a heel GM or a heel owner. We can't have an owner who can't talk on TV. <laughs> like, just don't go <laughs> on TV, man. Just stop it. It's not getting any better. Like, man. I, don't, I mean, he's, I, I like it when he does interviews, but it is it is interesting. I mean, you remember, I mean, these, these are pre-tapes now, and this is the way yeah. they've decided to do it. It is Every weird. It looks like a hostage video, man. It does. Every it's weird. <laughs> but, 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 leaving, but leaving that aside, I don't think we're ever going to know the full story to, behind everything that happened with CM Punk returning, but it is, I don't know, this is even a question. It is supremely weird that they didn't have him at Upfronts they didn't have him at any point on TV in advance of Collision, but they're still formally announcing him for the first episode of Collision without, like, without him. That worries there. me just a little bit. That's got to worry me. That's got to worry me if I'm an AW fan. Not only do I wish CM Punk was at Upfronts, I wish they brought a Steel in like a King Kong cage. You know, <laughs> have him there, just like rat, like like biting at the bars and stuff, and. You know, and then like, you know, having having Tony be like, look at this, look at this uh, wrestler we found on Skull Island, a steel, you know, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think that they, I, I wish I wish they had done anything, but it seems weird that they would announce it right that they would like, wouldn't it have been just as effective and way more interesting if Tony Khan's announcement was like CM Punk will not be at collision. I never would just be like <laughs> that. That piece of shit will never be on AEW television again, he will not be there. And we would all be like, well, wait, does that mean he's going to be there? And everybody and their mom would tune in? I mean, I would, I would, that would make it a hell of a lot more interesting if something like that would have went down. But I got to be honest, man, like the fact that they announced it ahead of time uh, and it's in Chicago and they literally only announced the venue, what, a week and a half ago, uh, I, I don't I don't follow much about ticket sales or or just sort of attendance rates in the past few weeks or the next few weeks, but it's got to make you worry if they gotta tell you, hey, CM Punk will be here. Please come. Please buy tickets. Please attendance watch. It's not good I mean, at Collision. It's not good. That's already come out. Like, well, the ticket sales. So that's why they did it. Not, I guess they're not good. Well, no. well, I'll tell you this. It's hard. I mean, I I I, I know uh, a, a very ter- surface level. Uh, amount about booking venues and stuff like that. I know it must be hella expensive to book the United Center in June on a Saturday night. Like, you gotta be like Janet Jackson or like, you know, like a, a megastar to kind of book it. That's like booking the garden on a Saturday night. Like, you have to like, you've gotta be somebody who puts asses in the seats months in advance. Months in advance, you know what I mean? So, like, the fact that they had to announce it, I could understand why they did it, but, like, yeah, of course you're not going to sell a, a shit ton of tickets if, if you're booking that venue in an in A market on a Saturday night, and it's not a pay-per-view, it's not a, it's not a big fight, you know what I'm saying? It's just, oh, this guy's just going to be here, you know what I mean? Like, think about it, I don't, uh, whoever's, whoever's listening to the show, go and look at who's performing in the United Center for the next several Saturdays. And you tell me if that should worry you that they had to announce it. I don't think it's I don't think it's it's that big of a deal. I do think I mean it's it's the smart thing to do. I mean like they should have been doing this honestly. Like they should have and and that's the, I think that's the reason why this is this whole thing is 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 very uh interesting to talk about because you you mentioned he wasn't at the upfronts. That seemed like a smart thing to do to to kind of promote that. You mentioned uh, you know, there was rumors about the Ace Steel stuff. Then there was rumors about uh oh, let's hold it off and do like there was rumors about calling it the second coming, sort of like a a redo to like the first dance and all this type of shit. And I I, I remember when the first dance was announced and sixteen thousand gone tickets like in a flash you know what i mean and they were proudly announcing how it was sold out weeks ahead of you know what was going on and if i remember correctly it was the same weekend as SummerSlam, also so like it's a big wrestling weekend and 
You know what I mean? It's it's not in the same. It's not even in the same uh, market at all. So they were doing really well initially. It just makes you wonder, like, okay, is the thrill gone a little bit? You noticed the crowd reaction. Like there was that mixed Cena like reaction <laughs> from announcing his name. Now, granted, they're in San Diego. That's Young Bucks country. I'll give him that. Right? Like I can understand why folks might not want to hear that. But at the same time, I'm a little, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried that maybe that that number and that show and things aren't going as well as um, as last time out. I will say I won't say it was not going well. Period, but definitely not giving the same vibes it was when the, when the initial debut happened. Uh, we've given WWE we've cut WWE a break a million times when they just like do stuff just to announce a match instead of the actual best story. You know, they'll where they'll, they'll they'll project stuff when it could have been a mystery or the big returns. Right. It's like, why didn't you just have them run in shockingly at the pay-per-view? And it's like, well, okay, they needed to sell tickets to the pay-per-view. Like I get it. So I'm, uh, you know, I don't, I, 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 I obviously I want to be somewhat consistent. Oh no. Sell but the there's tickets. a way through that. that this that's is my the point. Big, sell the tickets. No, but, but if, I mean, imagine if you had him show up, have him show up late to the upfronts, sit in front of a microphone and just say, I will not be at the first episode of collision. Please buy my comic book. Thank you. And walk away. <laughs> And then have Tony uh, Khan just be like, dude, I got you like on, on Dynamite. I have CM Punk under contract. If CM Punk doesn't show up for the first episode of Collision, he owes me $10 million. That's what this contract says. <laughs> like, make it the story. We all, we'll I mean, all know who's going to be there. We're not going to do that, though. I mean, you guys are totally right. Well, who knows, though? Who knows, though? I mean, we don't know what, 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 what Collision is going to be. I mean, I feel like judging from the reaction that happened last night, the first thing he has to do is address his absence to the crowd, right? Yeah. Like, and if there's any place he's going to do it, it's in Chicago. So, you know, he can't talk about the elite. I think, like, the, I think the reason this isn't Kaz, like, getting as much excitement is because people already kind of know the story. They know whatever he's going to come back to is not going to be addressing what happened. So, like, if it's a feud with Joe or whatever. And, like, if I was them with how, with the way the ratings have been going, with the way the attendance would be going, I would already, like, be running the elite punk angle now. I would have, you know, I would totally shelve this Don Callis thing, move that to the side, move everything, move the Blackpool Combat Club to the side, and have them, like, be nervous. Like, who is punk coming back? Blah, blah, blah. Um, because that's going to get your ratings up, because that's what they're in real but dire need of. But I think that, like, punk, like, Tony has this fantasy that he's going to people are just going to be happy enough to just see CM Punk. And it's like, no, people are excited to see that. Now, whether it's on stage or backstage, because <laughs> people will read those articles like crazy if they have an acrimony backstage again, then whatever. But that's what people want to see. They don't want to just see Punk back. They want to see the drama back. They do. But they're not and we're not going to get it. But it's not. But uh, I mean, who knows, though, because we, we've we've assumed a lot about the CM Punk return. We've assumed he was going to be at Upfronts. We assumed that uh, there was there was some sort of uh, separate roster. We assumed a lot of stuff that just hasn't happened so far. Right. We assumed that he wasn't coming back without a steel being brought back in some way, shape or form. And to my knowledge, he still hasn't been brought back. Like we've assumed a lot of we've assumed the Samoa Joe rivalry. The A Steel is officially an employee of AEW and officially not coming to work. I mean, I think that that part is actually like the that part was verified and settled. I thought he's an employee, gimmick. but he's not allowed to come to work. He's like working. Yeah, that's right. Punk. Which is which which was supposedly a sticking point for Punk. But if you're A Steel, that's a, this is a great gimmick, man. I mean, this is a oh gimmick. yeah. If a, every eighty eighties wrestler wants A Steel's deal right now. Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. They still really big, big WFH bobs. Big well, you mentioned bobs all day. You, yeah. Dan, you mentioned Don Callis. Uh, he got a hell of a reaction last night, man. I mean, that was that promo he cut was. There were like multiple people posting videos of the Don Callis promo from the crowd, and he couldn't hear a word. Right? I mean, it was just booze over over everything. Well, thank God because that was better than the actual promo, but. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, like, no, it's, I don't think Don's bad. I just think that Don's trying to do what Heyman does and it's impossible to do that. I think so, I like it better. I, I, I think that, I think I, I liked it. I liked it for him. I thought it was good. Uh, Takesh's, you know, like doing a lot on his own, but he needs, he needs a very, very active Don Callis. And um, I don't know. I kind of felt like it should work. work. What? If Takeshita needs to get some wins, they want to make him like a serious threat. 
They can't just have him have all these like classic matches with guys and lose at the end. And well, I, that's that that's true. I weirdly think within like the oxygen that we're breathing inside of AEW, it is kind of okay though. I mean, he's just, he's on the verge. That's his thing. We understand exactly like as a outside of kayfabe, we know exactly why he's being booked the way he is to make him the next big thing. In we in a weird way, that's all you need to know, right? It's also why some of the why the punk stuff is going to fall flat and potentially the, the, the elite, anything the elite does too, because we know we we're all read into everything that's going on. We know why stuff's happening. And I don't know. It, the whole thing is just very strange. I think Tony may be scared, man, because there's a good chance, you know, punk has six months before he has a backstage blow up or even worse, which I think is more of a possibility. He gets hurt again within three months. He's an older guy, man. He's injury prone. You know, he does not. It's not like he's doing. And he's also yoga. coming off an injury right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like coming he, off an injury. I mean, he looks good. You know, it's not like you know. Sometimes you see Jericho and you're like, yeah, he just put a shirt on. But like, you, like Punk looks good. It's just his body is shot, man. He tried to UFC at like 35 or 36 or whatever it was. You know, that's an insane thing to try to do after already destroying your body in wrestling. Well, so we think it's going to be Samoa Joe for him. I mean, I weirdly think that Joe it's can rumor, talk his way. Joe can talk his way into this, right? I mean, we all love Samoa Joe. I yeah. love Samoa yeah. Joe. I don't think anybody could talk their way into this, but I love Samoa. Well, somebody's going to have to. If it's not Joe, then if it's not the elite, then who? Well, the only a people- ton of people. I mean, like as soon as I, I looked on Twitter, like Kenta said, I'm free around that time. Like a bunch of wrestlers are throwing their names in the hat like yes please i love the word interesting names too i mean guys from new japan guys from every all oh, for forbidden WWE. Door. I, for forbidden door for yeah for collision like all that stuff saying oh i'm few i'm free june 17th right so i will say this with kaz i mean i kaz is right like there are other better options than joe you know there is kenta there is I think even Moxley and Jericho were better because they had all that heat with him when he was gone. But um, it still is going to be we want to see him in the elite. You know, that's what we really we want him and Hangman. And well, this, and, well, they're still going to do a big stadium show, and I, 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 I do think. I mean, a build is worth everything in this, right? Like as much as. As much as AEW benefits a lot from their fans being quote unquote in the know smart fans, these are one of those times that it kind of is a double edged sword, right? Like the reason why you got that mixed reaction is because it feels like we've all been in this locker room from Brawl Out for the past nine months, 10 months at this point, yeah, right? True. And you, you mentioned, you know, a lot of times you give WWE a shit ton of leeway because sometimes they just announce stuff. And a lot of times in WWE, even though we're in the know about a lot of stuff, the the more general public are much more casual wrestling fans. So there's still a good amount that you could sort of like finagle and, and still tell a good story without necessarily, you know, going so inside baseball. AEW to its credit, and sometimes to its detriment, yeah. it's like 99% inside baseball, right? So I think I would I would hope to believe the elite AEW, Tony Khan, all these people, judging from that reaction, judging from how good or not good Collision is doing, judging from the next several very important pay-per-views like Forbidden Door and All In and all these other things, that they have to figure out a way to draw money from the elite and CM Punk. They absolutely have to. They got to put their big boy pants on. They got to sit each other down and be like, look, if we don't figure this the fuck out, AEW is going to be all right, but it ain't going to be as great as we all know it can be because this is what everybody wants to fucking see. Okay, if the elite won't do it, here's here's my fantasy booking pitch. Ready? CM Punk goes out, cuts his promo. You guys know, explains where he's been, whatever. And then at the end, he's like, and I've got some personal issues that I'm ready to resolve right now, to, to get in the Ooh. ring and, and settle this once and for all. And the crowd goes nuts. And then he just says, Colt Cabana, get your ass out here. <laughs> I mean, can, does Punk versus Colt and at, at, uh, Wembley do anything for you? Absolutely not. That's, that's, that's inside baseball again. But it's a, but he's but Punk's been on his apology tour. 
it's something, but I don't know if he's, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that's even less likely than the elite. And because there's uh, just not the money, there's not the dollar signs floating around it. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, who I knows? Know. He's already been paid. Like he's just fulfilling his contract, right? It's not like Tony's not going to give him more money now for coming back after this. You know, like it's, I don't know. It'll be I fun think. to watch. It'll be fun to watch, and well, we can make a million more segments on this show about it. But by the way, I, before we get too far away from it, I thought Callus was great. Uh, I'm, I'm in the absence of a CM Punk elite feud. I, I like what they're doing. With, I like what they're doing there. Um, what else happened last night that we should talk about? Um, it's a lot of kind of continued. I mean, stuff continuing from the from the pay per view. Uh, Swerve. The TBS title was defended on TBS, which is nice. A That's nice true. <laughs> um, um, uh, Statlander won. Cassidy won. Uh, Swerve beat Big Bill and and Trent. Um and what else? Oh, oh can, the, I, can, I, can I can I can I wax poetic? Can I yeah. wax poetic about how much I'm looking forward to Swerve versus Orange Cassidy next oh, week? Please. That those last five I mean, listen, I those last five minutes of that blackjack battle royal at uh at uh double or nothing was probably some of the best five minutes or seven minutes of wrestling throughout the entire night. I think Swerve I and agree. Mm-hmm. Cassidy just have incredible chemistry together. That ending was hilarious and smart and well done. And they're both just very cerebral, very similar sort of styles where, you know, if you're a guy that says, you know, styles make fights, um, this has high potential, man. These are two guys that have been like really on a, on a tear this entire year. And um, I said it at the, at the all in pre uh, all in at the double or nothing pre-show. And I'll say it now. Like if the voting stopped right now, I'm not sure Orange Cassidy isn't the rest of the wrestler of the year, not named Roman oh, Reigns, yeah. right? Like he's he's had banger after banger literally every single and, week. Ray and Ray, yeah, I mean he's great. He's, he's just they just don't. I wish they give him more. I mean the storyline's been okay with him being hunted and everything, but I, I'm I'm you I'm I totally agree. I, I think him and Swerve is is money. That that Trent Beretta Swerve and Big Bill match. It felt it was the most like random no for mercy video game match that i've ever yes. seen where i just felt like like you know like they just put it in the computer i'm like what is what what do, what do these guys have to do with one another you know even um, the tweet that announced it sort of trailed off halfway through it was like after the big uh, swerve or who was it swerve and big bill were the last ones and then trent had the other thing that happened in the battle oh uh, well whatever let's just put them together it was great um yeah well but you know i'd like to see all those guys get tv time how about this for fantasy booking? Can we bring back Tyler Bordreau and Trench as as Orange Cassidy hangers on? Put them in denim. Put them in, like put them in the full Orange Cassidy outfit and just have them follow them around. You're doing is you're doing a swerve face at me, Kaz. No, no, we're not going to do that. Nah, uh, 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 uh nah, nah. Part Bordreau needs a little bit more seasoning, man. I want it for him so bad. I went over him so bad. He has such a great look, but then anytime I kind of see him in the ring, I'm just like, eh. There's a lot left. Could he, yeah. Could he could still still needs a little bit more. The just mogul to, guys to are you talking about? Well, there were dudes. a part of there were the mogul affiliates. Yeah. Now I don't think they're there anymore. Yeah, now they're it's gone the mogul now. embassy. Yeah. 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 They're they're, they're probably there. What? They're gone. Yeah, they're already? gone. They're gone. They're not part of the <laughs> mogul embassy, as far as I know. Oh my God. Now they got they got other they got other heaters over there. Um uh Adam Cole and Britt Baker over uh, Jericho and Soraya. What do we think? It was better than the pay-per-view match. It was better than the pay-per-view match. I mean, match. yeah, that, that wasn't the highest bar to clear, but uh, I did love the stereo super kicks on Jericho. Um, you know, uh, Britt Baker getting the, the um, I'm still calling it the mandible claw, my bad, the lockjaw yeah. on, uh, on, on Chris Jericho was a nice touch. And hopefully we can all move on from this. I know the big elephant in the room is that nobody comes out looking better after a, a, a feud with Chris Jericho. No. And uh, uh, can I just what would say, you think? Uh, Jericho is sometimes the problem. Jericho is not the problem here. I just don't think, don't think this goes, is, this yeah. goes back to what you were saying before about AEW being in the, in the fully like, inside baseball world. It's like, it's impossible to ignore because of how they built the company and who the fan base is and everything else. It's impossible for Adam Cole and Britt Baker to go on television and not reference each other because that's all that gets talked about them off TV. But nobody gives, nobody, nobody wants, nobody cares about your relationship. It should not be storyline fodder, right? It should be, it was terrible when 
Seth and Becky were acknowledging their relationship on screen. It's just not, there's nothing interesting about a healthy relationship. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we need some toxicity for it to be interesting. Like if we got to bring her, I'll just give an example in real life. If, if you, if you meet a bunch of your guy friends and you're like, Oh, I met this girl at a bar. We hooked up last night. They're like, what? Let me hear it. But if you're like, ah, oh, man, I totally banged my wife last night. They're like, bro, bro. <laughs> you know, you're just like, yeah, come on, man. Like, like I, I yeah. know, you know, it's like, like, yo, she made us turkey sandwiches last week, man. Relax. I don't need to hear. About that. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you should be having sex with your wife. You know, that's, that's like the uh, reaction. You know. Yeah, no, I hear that. It oh also it also is a sort of like listen. I in real life, yes, you get mad when someone beats up your significant other or whatever. But it, there's also this weird level of like, like unreality of wrestling, sort of where like shouldn't shouldn't Britt Baker kind of be okay if you're gonna be in a relationship with a pro wrestler? Shouldn't you both be like just okay with the fact that the other one's gonna get punched in the face by people? <laughs> You don't need to like <laughs> run in to save your wife or vice versa every single time they get into an altercation. That's the job description. You know, it's I just, guess. I guess. I guess. But I don't know. I I still feel like you still don't want it to happen. Like even That's if you were you like should. my tag team partner, I'm still gonna That's run in true. and make the save. You know? I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> saying they shouldn't be tag team partners. I think them being together on screen as like a Kayfa in storyline is enough. That's like one that should they should Britt Baker should never do the boom. Britt Baker should do the boom at Adam Cole's retirement match. God willing, they're still <laughs> together. That's it. So it. It is a little bit of corny. I mean, even when you saw like Beth and Edge together and like Edge is like slapping her slapping her ass on the way to the ring, you're just kind of like, come on, mom and dad. Save her, well, when the, save her when the kids go downstairs to play, you know? No, like, it, no, listen, it's okay to have your... I think that's actually defensible. I think there's a long history of people having their wives, and in some cases husbands, in storyline on screen, but not when they're like actively a separate wrestler doing a separate storyline. It just makes the whole thing so strange to me. You know, it's okay I to be like... I think you should have Judas I really do. I don't understand why they didn't have that happen. You know, he's a heel. Yeah. Yeah, well... Um, anyway... Best of luck to Adam Cole and Britt Baker, prom king and queen of AEW. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at ugg.com you want to talk a little bit about monday night raw let's talk a little bit about monday night raw um seth is the champ cody's challenging brock i don't even know what to say miz the miz is the is the best wrestler in the united states of america what is it you know, what, what's right. what stuck out to you the most um i i did like the tease of an eventual Dom Mysterio, Seth Rollins World Heavyweight Championship match. And I even liked more a tease of future World Heavyweight Champion Dominic Mysterio. Because, boy, just the, the mere mention of it. Mind you, this guy is standing next to a dude who just had a, a possible match of the year with a Grammy Award winner. And another guy who, if you... 
blind test every wrestling fan. He'd be like, yo, Finn Balor's going to be world champion in less than a year. They'd be pretty happy for that, right? Face heel, whatever. The mere mention of Dom Mysterio and world championship got so many boos and so much heat. All I thought about was they got to do this before. They got to do this sooner rather than not sooner rather than later. I love Dom. He's like the got the most real heat in wrestling. Like in, in I don't know how long. Yes, real real heat for not like uh, real heat in the sense it's like not based off of something in real life. Real heat based off of like his in ring work, which is rare to do now. You know what I mean? Like it. Uh, oh, well, no, it is about the real life. It's that he's an entitled, you know, legacy kid and, and kayfabe and kayfabe, yeah, right? Both. But. Uh, at, at the same time, like the mere mention of of Dom Mysterio in the World Championship, just got my head just swirling. So now I'm thinking, Money in the Bank briefcase, Dom Mysterio, would you or would you not? I think I think we've we've spoken. Money in the Bank is the next is the next uh, pay per view, and I think they had a few qualifying matches. I think Ricochet, Ricochet qualified, and, uh, the, and and Shinsuke are both in, and Shinsuke qualified. After seeing that segment, I know I had Logan Paul as my no-brainer Money in the Bank uh, briefcase holder. Dom Mysterio is shot up right in the rankings <laughs> now as far as being that guy that holds that briefcase because, man, could you imagine the type of heat he would get if he cashed in and became a world champion? I, I, now, now I'm looking I like forward it. to it. I'll, I'll I do like see it. it. You can, I, think you, I think you can spread the heat around a little bit. You spread the spread the the... the well, the, the bloodline's gone. The bloodline's in, in one shape or form not done done now. And they said in the beginning, like, you know, the Judgment Day runs Monday Night Raw. And now we just run the whole WWE between a, a SmackDown Women's Champion and the Money in the Bank briefcase holder. That is just... No, you're right about that. That is just begging for some monster heat for the rest of the year. You know what I'm saying? I always go with who I can see holding it. I mean, right now we only have a couple of names in there. But man... I could see Logan I'm, Paul holding it for sure. I'm well, yeah, he doesn't have to hold it that much. I for some reason can really am really feeling Nakamura. I'm really Man, feeling I, Nakamura. I can see him I, I, I'm doing feeling, his entrance, holding the briefcase. Like, I don't know. I I just I really feeling it. They've done a really repackages nice though. Repackage, but I don't know if I see it. I just think you can have him looming in the background with that briefcase and people and and that's how how you get every bit of that hype back, you know? I don't know. Anyway, it could be a lot of people. We don't even know what's going to happen with all that stuff yet. Is anybody offended? Are we gonna have this. We gonna make this a segment on the show where we just gauge offense when people are offended online. Is anybody actually offended that AJ Styles broke the brand split rules and appeared on Raw? Is anybody really bothered by this, or is this just a thing to complain about? It's just a thing to complain about. Like, uh, who gives a shit? Honestly, I, the brand split is nice in theory. It's nice in in. Uh, and ideals, but like, like, let's keep it a buck, right? Like, it's just not, it's, it doesn't matter that much, especially, you know, even on NXT, you had Mustafa Ali, Baron Corbin, the quote unquote free agents. But they're free agents. Uh, so if you NXT. really care about this, that makes sense. I guess, but you know, I mean, you could, you could, you could fool me. You know what I'm saying? Like AJ showed up in his dad gear. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't, he didn't show up ready to compete. He had his, he had his, uh, you know, uh, Lululemon uh, shirt and pants combo rocking. So <laughs> if I was kayfabe and then I could be like, oh, hey, you know, I wasn't here to compete. I, you know, I was still in town, not in town, but whatever. Like, <laughs> I guess if, I guess if Night of Champions was uh, I, in, uh, yeah. in uh, Albany, I guess. I, I accidentally but, got uh, on the A bus or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Right. Like, oh, you know, funny thing on the way over here to Albany, back from Albuquerque. I uh, just wanted to say that thank you for kicking funny. my ass. He walks out. He walks out with the bike and goes, "Wait a second, this isn't Jetta." (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, no, I I guess. Like, anytime. I mean, it was a good match. It was a great match, though. It was a good. It was a good, wholesome moment for AJ and Seth. And uh, you know, I'm always a fan of the respectful handshake at the end and, and the no shenanigans respectful handshake after a championship match it doesn't happen nearly enough one, so i'm not i don't i don't hate it as much one note on raw that i just have to mention um and this is i'm not sure if this was kerm or brian who, who who were making the notes in our google doc but apparently imperium defeated a tag team called the aloha academy 
which I think is kind of oh, no. who would you rather see the Alpha Academy or the Aloha Academy? If you just saw those, if if that's all you got to work well, with, who's the Alo- who was in the Aloha? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I presume presumably some two guys in grass skirts. I'm not exactly sure. Right. Okay. Do you, <laughs> who do you bring back? Who's the big Hawaiian? Do you bring back Crush? Crush is dead. Call a Crush. But um, but yeah, the the Aloha. That's uh, who who's from Hawaii. There've been Hawaiian wrestlers. Like Mr. Fuji was from Hawaii, but not like Hawaii, but not um, not a Hawaiian character. Was he Hawaiian or am I confusing that? I don't think uh, he was. Sure. I don't know. Anyway, there've been a lot of guys from Hawaii, but they generally in the old days they were generally playing Native Americans or uh Asian menaces. Anyway, um moving on from the Aloha Academy. Well, oh, can we just give a shout out just because it never hits when, when we're running through this stuff. It's not on the TikTok, but Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are operating on a comedic level that is that is very, very rarely seen. Dan St. Germain, as the resident comic here. Yeah. How funny are I, these guys? These guys are great. I mean, I, I originally had thought that Roman and, um, you know, Solo were going to win so they could main event SummerSlam, you know, for the titles, like the blood uh-huh. all against each other, which they didn't go that way. Um, but yeah, the line about Vinci was hilarious on Monday where he's like, you never, you don't talk, go talk. <laughs> I love, I love Kevin. Kevin Owens's gimmick is the only guy who pays attention. Yes. And like anytime, so like he's, he's such a fourth wall breaker. And I guess fourth wall in the sense of pro wrestling, not in the sense that like I'm talking to the crowd, but fourth wall in the sense of like, how does nobody else notice this? Right. Well, and so, so weirdly, the toughest thing about Kevin Owens, and I think the more you, you portray him as a badass from bell to bell, the better, right? But the toughest thing with Kevin Owens has always been him as like the cage fighter, right? But yes. it, Because Kevin Owens at the very, I mean, he is the perfect modern wrestler because th- we all see ourselves in him. He's an avatar for the crowd, you know? He was just like yeah, a fat kid who just, just decided to go be a wrestler yeah. and then he and he made himself into this thing. And, and he's... And that's why he can see things. That's why he can break the fourth wall because he is, he's us. He is the one that he's, he's saying all the stuff that we're saying on our couch at home. And it's brilliant. We still don't know who threw a pie at him during that July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought Gosh. we did know. Wait, wait, I thought somebody myth gifts or somebody did the full expose and actually, and, and, and had the answer for that. Oh, they did. But now I don't even know the answer. So now do, Brian, yeah, can I you mean, look that up? Kevin's in there. Find this out. The only thing that's, it, it, you know, when Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle was so good at comedy, right? But, like, you knew he was an Olympic gold wrestler, so he could come back real easy. It's a little bit harder for Owens because Owens, you know, I mean, did he have really any athletic background before? No, but he, no, but he's legitimately scary when he's actually on, right? All you have to do, like, if yeah, all you have to do is powerbomb somebody on the floor and then just seethe for a minute and you're, you're in. You know, it's not yeah. like I don't believe he can do that. I'm, I'm he, interested. I think these guys would get. You know, I really want to see them versus pretty deadly, but I guess the tags can go back and forth. So I think I think having, you know, them lose to a team like pretty deadly would really get those guys going, you know? Yeah, uh, it would. There's a the rumor. It there's wouldn't a, hurt Owens and Sammy at all. Well, they just have to beat them in individual matches up to that point. The rumor that the rumor that's floating around now is that it's going to is that we're, we're headed towards a Owens and Zane versus DIY match. That this oh, is really? the the, the is coming back. That's why Gargano's in the back. He keeps saying he's he's coming soon. He's coming soon. Whatever, mm. and that that's that's what we're gonna going be for. like the most indie delicious just dream match. That's like that's like the indie like mega powers versus Steiner Brothers, right? Like that's just no. It's like the uh, indie mega I, powers versus the indie mega powers. It's like two generations right. of indie mega powers. It's crazy. Yeah, like I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't realize how much I needed that match until you just so mentioned it. You so know, so DIY right? then would be heels. That's unclear. I think I think I, Chappell Sammy, could do enough. Cam, Ko and Sammy definitely aren't turning heel, right? No, so it's no. just whether or not we just do it as face face. I mean, I think that the the family. Whatever I mean, I think you know you can play with it a little bit. You can have you can totally turn them heel because Gargano's not over as a babyface on Raw, so why not? No, and he can have and his and, and Candice can be trying to talk some sense into him or whatever. But yeah, they they could be heels. They're actually better off. It could I be mean, the, it could be the thing where they just kind of hold it off for the next like three months and they have the respectful feud for like yes, three matches, and on the fourth one they just fucking go nuts and just say it. 
fuck these guys. You know what I'm saying? One or the other. It could mm-hmm. also be the 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 battle of who's gonna turn first, right? Like Choppa and Owen should probably just both look at Sammy and Johnny at one point and be like, I love you, but I actually really do hate you at the same time. And they both Whoa. they both just turn on them at Wait, the same time. Kaz, you've just I don't know, this is you stumbled upon something brilliant. This is a tag team okay. match where you can have you basically have a one member of they're all baby faces, but a member of each team turns heel. Yes, yes, yes. And then you can run it back later on and do Sammy and Gargano versus uh, Ciampa and Owens or something like that, right? And then they're like, oh, I'll never turn on you. Like, that's not (laughs) not my team. They're almost like the perfect sort of, like, uh, balance of one another. They kind of yin and yang each other very, very much so. Yeah. It's a great problem either way. Sammy and Johnny will be too nice to each other and they'll never win. And then Owens and Ciampa will be too big of assholes to each other and never trust each other. So, like, that could be something that drags out until the end of the year. I'd like to see that. Yeah. It'd be great. I mean, just that one promo segment where it's like you like they both accuse the other ones like you turned on your partner, you turned on your partner, you know, and then they have to <laughs> yes. kind of looking back and forth, you know. Um. So we're so I mean, I, I don't know if that's money in the bank. I mean, pretty deadly would probably be a better choice for money in the bank because we're, you know, but we we got a month and change to go before we get to London. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it'll, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. There's a lot of different things that they could do, and who knows what they're going to do next. One thing that they're talking about doing, the rumor that was floating around yesterday, is that Bray Wyatt's on his way back, and they might be going back to the Fiend because they don't like, they didn't like what was going on in his last return. Take this one. I don't think anybody liked that <laughs> last return. I don't know if anybody was jumping for joy over that last return. But yeah, no, I, I read about that. And, um, you know, The Fiend, I like The Fiend, man. Like, I thought that was kind of like the best iteration of what Bray Wyatt's done. And I think this last thing that he did, even though, you know, the actual reveal and return was probably one of the best things that they've done in several years, the follow-up was one of the worst things they've done <laughs> in the last several years, right? Like, just the the return on investment as far as, like, how dope his return was and what really came after that is uh, I don't know. It wasn't, it, I don't know if it was, it was because it was bad or it was because it just dragged on for too long. And then that pitch black match was just, it maybe we, and maybe we never got the, we never, maybe we never got the payoff. Maybe, you know? maybe, but it just, so it took forever though. It felt like they, he debuted in what? What was it like? Not October, November, or something like that. And then that that pitch black match was in what January, or something. And it was just them talking forever. And I think Bray had wrestled one match, one match. I mean, a finesse and hall of like I love I love a good finesser. I always respect the hell out of somebody who could finesse somebody for a big Mountain Dew bag and wrestle one match out of it. But as far <laughs> as the 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 you know the character is concerned. At least to bring him back, it wouldn't. I wouldn't hate seeing the fiend return just to get people re-familiar with him because you know maybe he was maybe as good as Bray Wyatt is as telling stories. Maybe he was just asking a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think he was asking a lot for the fans to be like, "Hey, I'm back, and I'm also this completely different new thing that nobody's seen like ever." So it was yeah. weird. It was a little weird. See, I, I, I think that. Ray is amazing at creating a character and setting and moments and an ambiance. I don't think he's great at telling stories because almost every single one of his, the ends of his feud, you're like, what, what the hell was that? You know, it's like a real, it's like a really good horror movie where then the last 20 minutes you're like, wait, none of this shit makes fucking sense. You know, like, yeah. Well, I think that that's, I think there's some truth to that, but there, well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say this. It is a lot easier. Kaz, you got to take off? Yeah, I got to take off. I got All right, I'll see you. We'll, we'll see you back here on man. Monday. Thanks as always, man. As always, hey, man. Peace out, y'all. I don't know if what you're saying is, if I buy it 100%, Dan, but it is easier to make up a good character than to make up a good character who will be functional in the professional wrestling universe, right? 
Like it would be like you could say like you could you could make a horror movie character. There have been many of them in pro wrestling. You could say, oh look, I have this great idea for a character. He's like the John Wick of pro wrestling. But you're like, okay, but then at the end, does he use a gun? And you're like, no, okay, well, then what are we doing here, right? Yeah. Well, at the end does John Wick lose? You know, I, I think that that's also yes. Another- that's actually a better question. You're absolutely right. Um, I don't think we really saw the ending. I don't think we got the real payoff they were looking that they were expecting in for the first for Bray Wyatt's the, last the new return. The team was amazing. The first couple promos I thought were amazing. I just then we got you know, diverted into a pitch black match, and then the it, it seemed like the pacing of everything kind of got thrown. Okay, here's the well, thing you know though: what Bray is Bray's Twin Peaks man. You a Twin Peaks fan? Yeah. Okay, so Bray's Twin Peaks, where everyone gets obsessed with it for the first six episodes, and you're like. Oh my God, who's who's Bob and what what is the evil in the woods? And then by the end of it, you're just kind of like, wait, what? Huh? Wait, now mm-hmm. there's why is there like a little person dancing and who's a who's the giant bringing in you know like uh, dancing to slow music? Like it, it it's it just it loses its thread because he doesn't really have an end game in mind. Well, like, okay, but they but he has got I mean like. You know, friend of the show, Rob Fee is writing, was writing for me. They've got writers, you know, they've got people who are putting this together. It's, it shouldn't be impossible, but I do think it it should work. It should. I mean, like, I love the old cult character. I think it should work. I just think the cult character is great. Here's the thing, though. The, the, all of this, the whole discussion about bringing back the fiend because the last thing didn't work really misses the forest for the trees because the fiend didn't work either. The fiend sold masks. The fiend sold dolls that, yes, given. But they fig they they got the answer. I swear to God, the like the the character that he was playing on his last return, not the crazy looking thing that was in the ring in the pitch black match specifically, but what they were getting at at the beginning was the solution that, and they just didn't figure it out. It's I am a regular person it's who has a who, who's got multiple personalities. I've got like I don't have control over the things that that's are wrestling. Per- perfect. It's Incredible Hulk or the Wolfman. That's, yeah, that's that's kind of, and I thought that too. I thought like, oh, he's a baby face, and then you push him to the point of where he's a heel, and then he turns into this thing. But the problem is, the thing should be the fiend. But yeah, he can still, thing, the thing can still be the fiend. It can always, it yeah. can be, it can be anything. He could turn back into the cult leader. He's got a yeah. lot of stuff going on in there. And I, and I always said that the Uncle Howdy thing was like some weird, was like a Funhouse Mirror version of Fight Club. Where it's like, no, uncle, the guy in the Uncle Howdy mask is a dude who's following you. But when you're, but, but when you are being, when you are in your Zen Tyler Durden state, you tell him to do this. No matter what I'm like the rest of the time, you go, you put on this Uncle Howdy mask and you be Uncle Howdy. Yeah. All right. I mean, that there's, there's meat there. You can like do stuff with this. I just don't I think, just it, think that they, 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 they need to make it a little less mysterious. You know, like you're saying, wait, I actually think that what we're talking about is the fix. You yeah. know, it is that, it's that, um, you know, multiple personalities slash incredible Hulk, just, you know, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's that kind of thing, you know? And, uh, but I think that they just get too, you know, I think they get involved. They, they, they get us all turned in the mystery. I mean, a lot of TV shows have this problem, man, where you get like so wrapped up in the ministry and then they don't have a payoff and they're like, Oh shit. Well, what if we did this? And what if there's a smoke monster? Yeah, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 in wrestling in particular, it's like not, I mean, this happens in TV all the time, but how many times have we seen wrestling characters famously like Muhammad Hassan who shows up and he's super nuanced. He's like, I'm not the caricature of a, of a, of a Arab American person that you, you know, Middle Eastern person that you, that you take me for. And then two weeks later, yeah. he's just like, you know, like he's just a Isn't terrorist. He an Italian teacher and from New Jersey in real yeah, life. Yeah. I interviewed him one time years and years ago for a piece that never got published, but uh, he's like a real, he's like, a, you know, he's a real dude. Um, it's like a real regular go- guy who just yeah. got the uh, We got to get out of here soon. Um, what do you think? Roman Reigns uh, apparently has a full schedule booked. Is that shocking? Why, why do we all think he's on a part-time schedule? He's just, he's he doesn't just, have to be there at every show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, they have a, you know, they have, they have, what they're probably going to do Jimmy at Money in the Bank, and then they're going to do the tag at SummerSlam. It seems to be where we're going, right? I, it wouldn't shock me if they did it the other way tag match for money in the bank and then have a big Roman Reigns title defense set for SummerSlam. Well, I just don't think Jimmy's a big self. I mean, like I think Randy was, but I don't know if Randy's is going to be back by that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are some other options, but the question is how quickly can you really like peel out of this storyline? Um, 
It's a good point. I, it, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to have him on to another feud for SummerSlam. Uh, but they, but you know, we'll get back in the same thing we're at WrestleMania where it's like, no, the, the bloodline storyline deserves the main event. You know, like Jay deserves this match. Jimmy deserves this match, whoever it, it'll be interesting, uh, to see it play out. But I, I might get, I feel like they're going to do the tag match at money in the bank and I, and, and kind of sniff their way through, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know what they got planned. Uh, Ronda Rousey calls the women's division, uh, dismally shallow. Well, she's not wrong. But she's also like, why don't you help it, Rhonda? Yeah. You know, like, it's not like it, it, you know, they know how to book, like, the women's division of WWE is a lot better than AEW. So it's like, you might as well try to work with what you got there. Especially, I mean, like, Rhonda's just, this is the problem when you have somebody who, who destroys it in another, in another field and then comes to a different field. They like, they, they just don't think that they should. They're like, well, I'm over. I'm already like the most famous female fighter of all time. And and all of that's true. But um, that's still not going to help you as a wrestler at all. I mean, you know, it's like it's like the famous thing where it's like, you know, when a famous stand up comedian comes on stage and like in the beginning, you get all these big pops like, holy shit, Jerry Seinfeld's here. And then he's got to do material and he may get, you know, some sympathy laughs the first two. But if the new stuff sucks, he's going to he's going to bomb. And I think Rhonda needs to realize that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a little, I mean, listen, I like that she's in the tag division. I like that she's, that she's, you know, it seems like her heart's in the right place. Going out there and running it down isn't necessarily the right move. Although, you know what? She's, you know, she's being honest. Uh, I think that there should, hopefully there will be teams that are, that have a little bit more background to them teams that are made with the so maybe teams that made the sole purpose of taking down rousey and baszler will will emerge and we'll get some relationships within those that'll actually make sense and don't just feel like they're slapped together to fill up pay-per-view time or whatever i mean it is a problem um but you're right she could help more um oh according to i sorry back to the fiend thing according to jason baker the dude who made the masks all the fiend molds were destroyed last year I'm not sure if this is make or break, but whatever. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know if that's... That seems... I mean, he does make a lot of stuff. That's possible. But I, I can't imagine every mold or if that's part of this, you know. Well, WWE's, know WWE's definitely got their molds. They're, they definitely got the molds to to put out, like, the kids' masks so they could just be like, guys, we got yeah. this covered. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that... I don't know if that guy's speak, like, helping the storyline out, but I also don't think he gives a shit either, so... I don't, I don't know why you'd lie shit. about it. You know, I don't know why you'd lie about something like that. Well, you mentioned uh, famous comics. You mentioned Jerry Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. So that's a great segue to talking about you, one uh, the clear equal of Jerry Seinfeld. The clear equal of Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, are you excited for tonight? What do you got? Yeah, would I'm you, super can excited. People, can, are there still tickets? Should people try yes. to come out tonight? Yes, please come out. Um, a lot of tickets left on the Late Show, so please come out to that one. Some a couple ones still available on the early show, so we got a couple hours, folks. Old Man Hustle, Brooklyn Comedy Club, please come on. Um, it's going to be a blast. You so. want to announce that CM Punk will be there? CM Punk will be at my set tonight. Uh, he will be doing prop comedy. See the so. problem? Yeah, <laughs> the problem with CM Punk is that it's actually believable. So now I regret saying making that joke. CM Punk could just be anywhere. It's more believable you know, he would that never he never come to my show because I'm a wrestling fan. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, he may if I if I was like just a stand up. I think he likes comedy. He could come, but as soon as he as soon as he smelled the fact that like I think his Money in the Bank performance was amazing. You know, as soon as he smells that, he's like, oh, I get. I'm I'm in I'm in I'm in uh I'm at Mark Aritaville. You know, <laughs> did you just make that up? Yeah, I just made it up. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call Mark Aritaville wrestling conventions. Mark Aritavilles. Oh my God, that's so great. All right, well, we'll all be using that now. Well, Dan, can't wait. Uh, Good luck tonight. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see the special. Of course, man, you can come back anytime. Uh, Thank you. Thank you to Dan. Thank you to- My my tickets are on uh, my Instagram and my bio or on my website, so come check it out. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Kaz. Thank you, Kerm and uh, Jonathan Kerma and Brian H. Waters, who were both lurking in this Zoom call somewhere producing the show. Um, love you both. Make sure you listen to all of the great shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. This one, Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Eat. 
Uh, we got lots of good stuff. Shows every single day and more fun stuff coming soon. Worldwide, baby. <laughs> Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Monday, humanoids. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.